All right, Veloce, welcome back to Talking Points with me, Tomo, and the concrete quiff that is Aldas. Welcome to everyone who's watching on YouTube and everyone listening on Spotify. Aldas, mate, what are we talking about today? So, similar to our last video today, we're going to be doing our most overrated drivers. And once again, we're going to be picking one driver from the 2021 grid and one driver of all time. Yeah, this is going to be a bit of a... Ta like, people aren't going to be happy, but these are our opinions. These are not the opinions of Veloce. Mate, I can't worry. wait. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm happy to have my terrible opinion, as is Aldas. Speak for yourself. Who are we starting with this week? I think it's you um, this time. Me for the minute counting. All right. Um... I'll start with my current driver and then do of all time. I'm not very good at this part of the show. This is my, I'll be honest, this is my weakest part, but I'd ask count me in, mate. I'm ready. Ready? I'm ready. Three, two, one, go. Current grid, as much as I love him, I'm saying Yuki Tsunoda. There was a lot of hype coming into this year, especially after Bahrain as well. We got the P9, great result. But people were talking about, when I say people, I mean this person here, and many others said, oh, we'll beat Gasly, oh, he's coming, he's Red Bull future, blah, blah, blah. Look, I think Yuki's got the talent, but he's raw. He's very, very raw at the moment. So I don't think, I think right now he's a bit overhyped. As of all time, oh, pitchforks out. I'm saying Seb, I'm saying Sebastian. Look, listen, the esteem that he's held in four times world champion, don't get me wrong, but the consistency just hasn't been there over the course of his career compared to many of the other greats out there. Yes, his highs have been very high, but his lows have been too low for me to really consider him as one of the all time. I mean, look, is he top 10? Probably towards the end edge for me, but the way I think he's considered just think he's a bit overrated. Sorry, Seb. I love you. And though. there we go. Interesting, right? Yeah. You ready? I'm ready. The Seb fans have already hate me, so it's fine. But we'll we'll get onto it, Aldas. It's all good. Are you ready, mate? Absolutely. Three, two, one. Go. So in terms of 2021, I'm going to go with Sir Lancelot himself, Lance Stroll. Now, don't get me wrong, he does have talent and he is a good driver, but I've never seen anything exceptional from him. I feel like he needs to be a little bit more and I haven't seen that progression since he came into Formula 1. Again, he deserves his place on the grid. There is no doubt about that. But in my opinion, he just hasn't done enough to also potentially be at Aston Martin for the long term. And we all know why he's there. So I feel like he needs to improve. And this is his big chance in 2021. In terms of all time, you're not going to see this coming. I'm going to go with Mark Webber. Now, in my opinion, Mark Webber is just one of those drivers that has talent. But I feel like he gets away a little bit in the sense that I do think he's a little bit overrated. He hasn't done enough over the course of his entire career. He really dropped off in the latter part, and especially when he got into a good car. In my opinion, he just did not do enough. He was never close enough to Seb, and it's not just that he wasn't close enough to Seb. He didn't even maximize, especially in 2011 and 2013. I feel like he had so much more potential, and he never quite fulfilled it. He was good in his in the early part of his career, but in my opinion, he's overrated. Oh, okay. Interesting, Mark. Well, let's start with 2021. Let's start with 2021. Yes. So, well, okay. So, Lance Stroll. Yeah. Again, let's. In terms of clarifying the overrated, what that actually means, uh, my understanding of overrated is that the consensus is that they're good, but we personally don't think they're as good as the consensus seems to believe. Yes. So, so where do you think the consensus is with Lance at the minute? So here's my problem. I think the consensus with Lance Stroll has actually gone up over the past couple of years, which I'd agree with. But in 2020, I, th I feel like the car that he had, which was the third best car in the field, I think, after Mercedes and Red Bull, he didn't maximize his opportunity. Yes, he got unlucky a little bit. And so I think people are looking at that car and looking at where he finished last year and think that he's really made a jump up. But I haven't seen that progression from him. In my opinion, I just... 
he's so me he's just mediocre and i love lance stroll by the way great character i feel like he's not also, as much as hayden does yeah clearly i also Good quite, think hayden's not in this room yeah he'll lucky. be fuming watching this he's right? listening over the walls <laughs> he's a great character he's really self-aware as well we all know that yeah, why yeah, he's yeah. in formula one and he's mentioned on loads of occasions that he is very privileged and but one of the things is has he proven especially if aston martin get to the point where they might be a race winning team has he proven that he deserves to be there i feel again this year is massive for him if he beats seb which we're going to talk about when we get to uh, sebi a little bit later that's going to be huge but he got battered by uh, sergio perez in 2019 he didn't do he wasn't even that close to him in 2020 and one of the things when we talk about overrated in my opinion which we're going to get into Yuki in terms of why I kind of disagree with that one. I have to judge it over a couple of years. I can't judge it over two or three or four yeah. races. This has to be two or three years. Have they not? Have they exceeded expectations or have they fallen below par? And I feel like Lance, he's just he's just been there. He's just been right there, literally. And he's never gone above. He's I, never I gone think, I think below. Lance has, he's, he's definitely moved forward. I definitely think he's improved. But again, you talk about the kind of privilege that he's come from and he's, the fact that his dad kind of part owns the team is that that is going to give drivers, you know, the opportunity to grow and develop more. I mean, Sergio, when Sergio came into the sport, he had a lot of backing. He was considered a bit of a pay driver. Big stigma, but, yeah. But that bought the opportunities for him to improve in F1 as a driver. And yeah, I, I think Stroll, he has improved. I agree that he's not, I guess the, the, the sentiment, I, th I think people have, yeah, maybe slightly over indexed on Lance because yes, he was convincing. The thing is with Lance, he was really good at peerage last year though. He seems to be, for me, like he's, he's Peaks are higher, but his troughs are very low. He's inconsistent. Like yeah. wet races, very. no doubt. He's a, he's a wet weather yeah, specialist. It, certain certain elements, certain aspects of his driving are incredible, but yeah. he doesn't bring it together to like enough, I don't think. And that's the thing. I think public opinion has gone up on him, you know, yeah, Lance sure. Stroll. And don't get me wrong, again, I love him as a character, but as a driver, he just hasn't improved. And it's, and it's getting to the point where... Is he at that team forever, literally until, doesn't matter how badly he does, until his dad just decides, okay, no, enough is enough. Now we're challenging. Now we need to, what's his progression in Formula One outside of his dad's team? Because he's still so young. That's the thing. We forget is, yeah. be because of the, op because he got into a Williams seat so early on. Like he's been in F1 for what, five? Since 2017. So like four, five, and, and it's like, he's what, 20? I think he's, he's obviously Yuki's the youngest now, then Lando, then Lance. So he has got, still got a lot of time to grow, but I don't like, he hasn't got that raw. But, there's a, but the thing is, there's a lot of young drivers. It, I yeah, think yeah, his yeah. age doesn't matter. He's been in Formula One, like you said, four or five years, whatever it is. And there's a lot of young drivers. But what Formula I mean one. is in, that's going to afford him the opportunities long-term. His age combined with, you know, the fact his dad's, his dad, you know, he's, he's going to afford him the opportunities to develop in time. But yeah, I, I think at the minute, I, I think if, if, if we went two years ago, I don't think we could have called him overrated because he wasn't rated. Yeah. And I definitely think he made a big step up last year. I think that was the biggest step up we saw. I mean, But then he tailed off at the end. Yeah, I, I, that was the thing. After that crash at Mugello, he was just Again, never able to recover that form, I don't think. Yeah, he was unlucky, but he did not do well enough. He could have got, he could have got Racing Point into that third place in the Constructors in the final race. And... He didn't do a good enough job. Look at how good Sergio was in the same car. Exactly. I think he was on like a four mm. podium run if it hadn't been for, I think it was Bahrain where he retired. So yeah. yeah. So Yuki Tsunoda, uh, give me your little 60 right. second rundown. So, so again, because I disagree. With, with this, so for the, of all time I've done throughout someone's career, but for, for 
the 2021, I've just looked at who do I think right in this moment is rated higher than maybe they are. And because there was so much, and look, uh, Yuki was my favorite driver in F2 last year. He's one of my favorite drivers right now. But I think there was a lot of, and, and I was reluctant to get kind of too carried away. I wasn't. Because Bahrain was a great result. I thought he was driver of the day at Bahrain. Phenomenal. But we've seen since then, he's very raw. And I think he's got that raw talent is there, but I don't think he's going to come anywhere near Pierre this year. And I don't think that was ever going to happen, personally. I, 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 and, and I just think that the expectations, again, like with a Reb, young Red Bull driver, Red Bull have made a lot of noises about how, oh, he's, you know, like Helmets talked about, oh, they, they see him as like the future Franz driver. He's, not, he's a future world champion. And, and maybe he is, but I'm saying right now in this present moment, yes. he's very raw and, and he, he needs... The, the maturity that comes with time, you know, we can tell he's a very emotional character, very. which is which is can be good if harnessed in the right way and it hasn't been so far. And I just think, again, right now in this current moment, I know it's only four races in, but just the sentiment around Yuki versus where I think he actually is, is the biggest between any current drivers, if you ask me. I disagree because I... I can't, the reason why I chose Lance and the reason why I can't choose a rookie or someone who hasn't been in Formula One for too long is that I, I need a, I need a, I need a period of work. I need to see what you've done over two, three years. I can't just judge him on four races. And again, strange starts of the season, you know, obviously not that much testing and he's just come in. Yes, he's made mistakes, but he has shown flashes of speed. I think it's too early to say that he is overrated. I feel like I need to I think to right see in this current moment, he is, the, the sentiment around Yuki is higher than where he is. And yeah, that's why but, I put him here. Because okay, that's what I consider to be overrated. But he's only been in Formula 1 for four seasons. Don't get me wrong. Again, he's so young and he's such a rookie. He definitely is immature. There's no doubt. There's, there's a mature maturity that he needs to kind of get. Because that's the thing. Like I, I'm looking at... So when we say the 2021 grid, I'm looking at the drivers as they are right now. I'm looking at, say, Kimi Raikkonen as he is in 2021, not how he was when he won his world drivers oh, yeah. title. Although, in, well, with this question, you probably could have chose Kimi as well. I mean, maybe. But what I'm saying, like that that's why I think Yuki... Again, I'm only judging off these first four races. And and that's what, that's the thing. I, I definitely back he's got the ability there. I just think we need to not get carried away and put too much expectation on these drivers too early on because I mean, the great, like, oh, I think he's going to beat Pierre. The and great, the great, driver, the great drivers happen. rise to expectation. And again, I, I disagree with Yuki because it's too early. I mean, four and he's still races so, in. But the thing, he's still he's so only had actually three because he retired from the lot from the last one out of nothing. That's true. He's still so young. That's yeah. The thing. And Pierre hasn't gotten to the best start as well. So... You know, I, I did predict, and he knows this, I think Yuki's going to finish ahead of Pierre. We'll see. There's we'll still see. a long way to go. But anyway, let's get on to let's get on to all time. Oh, yes. Here we go. Who should we start let's with? Let's go with Mark Webber, because, I mean, there's a big headline with I set. was. Do you know what? When I was thinking, Mark Webber did cross my mind as I was thinking drivers, but... I think I think for both of both of us, we had to pick drivers within our kind of interesting that they were teammates as well. Yeah, and that's kind of why I picked him, Mark Webber. He's had a he had a very kind of interesting career. He really did start at the bottom with Minardi, had some great results, but he had kind of a strange kind of period going from Jaguar to Williams. But he never he was never an outstanding driver. I feel like he really, but he's no. a very talented driver. I don't think qualifying was ever really the best uh, that he could do. He was much better in the races. But even when he was up against an older DC, I think in their first season as teammates, yeah, yeah, yeah. David Coulthard was better and he was really getting into his older years. Even against a rookie Nico Rosberg when they were teammates, I mean, Nico really was very close to Mark. And the moment he came into Red Bull, he had only two really kind of amazing years with good cars. And that was in 2009 when he still got beaten by a 
you know, the first a first time Sebastian Vettel. And 2010, where fair enough, he did fight for the title. But after that, the big thing that derailed him, yeah, which was yeah. kind of strange, was the Pirelli tires. The moment the Pirelli tires came in 2011, he just fell off the face of the planet. And that 2011 Red Bull was rapid. And the one thing that kind of, when I look at Barrichello, Bottas, the famous number two drivers, yeah, yeah. Mark Webber, I think he was actually the furthest away from Sebastian Vettel. And the strange thing is, despite the amazing cars that Red Bull gave him when he was supposed to be in his prime, he never finished second in the title in both 2011 and 2013 when they had those really dominant, I mean, Mercedes dominant Red Bulls. He never finished second. I, I think Mark, yes, definition of- I love of, the guy, by real, the way, once again. He's oh, yeah. such a great guy, amazing character. Quality, but like, like he, was, he was always just a very solid driver. But exactly. it's having that extra little bit, that extra little bit of magic that takes you from solid to a world title. Yes. Or like consistently challenging. Because again, we know that the fact that Seb won four world titles in that same car shows that the car had the pace. For sure. Um, but again, different drivers, like the way that Max can extract so much pace out of the current Red Bull relative to any teammate who seems to jump in at the moment. Like that's not a, you know, Schumacher with Barrichello back in the yeah. day. There's numerous kind of examples. But yeah, I think, again, like the, the sentiment around Weber is that, I don't know, I, I wouldn't personally say I feel like he's, because the reason I didn't go for him was just because like, I don't know if he's rated above just being a solid driver yeah. amongst the general consensus. Well, for my last pick in terms of who I said was an underrated, I went with the world champion. So I wanted to go, I don't think he's like the most, absolutely the most overrated driver of all time, but I thought it would be interesting to talk about someone in the midfield yeah, and someone yeah. that never won a world championship. And he's in that discussion. He was always in that discussion of some of the greatest drivers to never win a world title. But the more I look at it, never finishing even second. I don't think he was actually even within like 10 or 20 points of finishing second because it was Fernando Alonso and the Ferrari. But... I just felt he had more. I always yeah. felt that there was a big jump. He almost won the title in 2010. He was so close and he completely dropped off after 2011. Yeah. And in those cars, it was it just wasn't good enough. And he retired three years later. Yeah, that was it. But Replaced by Ricardo. So, But then onto his teammate, Seb. Obviously, you know, I, can I I've, say, gone, I've come from a different direction here. Go on, go on. What are you going to say? Absolutely love this pick. <laughs> absolutely love this pick. Now, listen, me I know the stick I'm going to get for this, but th this is why I love making content with Tomo because, ah, Seb, how many times have we talked about him behind no, the okay. scenes? Le again, le let me, let me just paint the picture of why. Don't get me wrong. Seb, prime Sebastian Vettel, phenomenal. Yeah. Like almost untouchable, really. Come on, like two of those, two of those four titles were cakewalks, really. Yeah. Um, but the, the thing is, when I'm looking at a driver, of, again, of all time, and I'm looking over their entire career, you know, you look at someone like Lewis, prime example, you know, yes, he's been beaten by teammates, but- World champions. Yes, but it's never been like, it's always been tight. And there's always been kind of like, he's always he's always been in the fight. And, and I think Sebastian, for me, yes, his highs have been incredibly high, but his lows have been so low, whether it's being beaten by Ricardo yep. in his first season at the Red Bull, whether it's kind of Charles coming in and, 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 and getting in his head essentially. And again, when I look at a complete driver, I'm not just looking at raw pace. Raw pace, Seb on his day, in quality especially. Has to be like ridiculous. Top, easily top five of all time. Mm -hmm. Like raw, but that's one, that's one element. And when you look at like confidence, when you look at adaptability to drive different cars and get used to different hardware, the fact that Carlos has jumped in that Ferrari now and looked and not been far off Charles straight away. I think I qualified him in, was it, yeah, was yeah. it in Spain or Portimao? Uh, Portimao, yeah. Portimao, yeah. And again, if you give Seb the right hardware, if you give him the right surroundings, he's incredible. Yeah. But 
so many other drivers are able to... Fernando Alonso is a prime example. You give I, Fernando I, any car and he's quick. Yeah, I don't think it's just Fernando. I feel... It's, do you know what the thing about Seb? I have... First of all, we don't even need to talk about how good he is because we have, we have we talked about so many times. Yeah, he's great all time. I feel like his career is like a mountain. And the top of that peak, right in the middle when he was at Red Bull, he was unbelievable, especially in qualifying and the way he just walked away in the races. I mean, doing fastest laps just to annoy his team. When he won at Toro Rosso at Monza. Like exactly. That, that was a sign of things to come. Like. But I have never seen, and the things we have to keep remembering, he's a four-time world champion, not yep. a one, not yep. a two, not a three, four-time world champion. That is crazy. And I have never seen a drop-off like Seb, especially what happened at Ferrari, the way, yes, of course, Ferrari, they, they have a massive part to play in it, whatever, but he is the driver. And the way he choked in 2018 and bottled that championship, I have never seen that in my life. Again, four-time world champion. We're not talking about a driver, oh, he's won a few Grand Prix, he's a decent driver. We're talking about someone, one of the all-time greats. And when you compare him to other Ferrari drivers, they've all had bad seasons. Fernando's had a bad season at Ferrari. Alain Prost has had a bad season, but we've never seen someone choke like that, like Sebastian Vettel did. And that is why I just, I don't know how it happened. I don't know how it happened. And then Leclerc coming in, you can talk about now the young teammates, because that is also crazy. Yeah, the fact that they got beaten by Ricardo and Leclerc. I think, I think Vettel is a, is a confidence driver. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of drivers, you know, are able to manifest that confidence within themselves. Um, and that is a skill. That is a that is a that is a talent that drivers have. And Seb just, you know, he he's an emotional character, and that has got in the way too many times. I think. And like you say, when you know Ricardo came in, when Leclerc came in, you know, we don't like we 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 don't know what actually goes on behind closed doors. We only yeah. see a, a fraction of a percent of what they choose to put out there to the world. But the fact that this has happened twice, the fact that Seb's pace, again, look, he's in a new car. I, I don't think you can read too much into how he's performing relative to Stroll at the moment because I can't think I don't think we should be judging these drivers. In, in the new cars based on like relative to their teammates yet. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? But like at the same time, it's just like, you know, is he going to turn it around? Like he's still only 32? I think 33, said, I think 33. maybe. Something so, like that. He's, it, yeah, he's still he, young. He's like two and a half years younger than Lewis. Yeah. So he's not like, it's not past his prime at all. Like he's, he shouldn't well, be. Well, he, he shouldn't, shouldn't be, be, but I mean, I have, again, I've never seen a four-time world champion get beaten by young teammates and, like And this did. is what I mean. He's a four-time world championship. So you've got, you know, Jackie Stewart with three. You've got Prost. You've got set. Like there's there's all these, when you look at all these other drivers with all these world titles and these numbers, they were far more, if you ask me, consistent throughout yes. their entire career. Seb, In good and bad machinery. Seb had, yeah, exactly. Seb had all of his performance and was incredible in that small period of time. But just has just fallen off since and and you can't keep you know it, you can defend him on twitter as much as you him. want i love like he's a fantastic character he's a he's, a, he's clearly one of the, the nicest blokes in formula one clearly but at the end of the day the results don't lie and how long can this carry on until we agree that you know maybe he isn't gonna because i'd love to see him back up the top i would love it and new regulations aston martin put a lot of money in expectations are going to be there because he is a four-time that's why they brought him and they got rid of Sergio Perez who was so good in that car and that's winning the races I know and it's like it, it, it's mad I really hope he gets it back but for me again relative to where he's considered you know where he, he looked at in the tables in terms of like he's got most consecutive wins of all time nine yeah. like he, he's a he's a top of a lot of these tables but I just think actually relative to these other drivers in terms of the whole package he's overrated 
He deserves his four world titles, but in my opinion, his talent and his career has not been of a four-time world champion. Anyway, mate, we need to get onto some Twitter. There's, a, there's probably going to be another set video at some because point on our channel. Because we've run with this one. Yeah. Anyway, first one. Anvesh, thank you for your comment. First, Alonso, currently. Second, Button. Button of all, button of all time. I don't know. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. He beat Lewis one season when Lewis was having his off season. He gave us some of the most amazing performances. He's amazing in the wet. He's a world champion for a reason. And he, he was always fast in those BARs and Hondas. It was just getting him the right car. And when he did get the right car in 2009, he used it very well. It, it took him a while to get to that It peak, took him a while, yeah. But it's the journey sometimes. Yeah. Not everyone, you know, obviously Lewis Hamilton- Instagram running straight away, yeah. Exactly. Lewis Hamilton got a car, got a great car straight away in his career and he's used it and that's why he deserves it. Jensen Button worked up to it, but when he did get that opportunity, he took it straight away. And then Alonso, Alonso right now. The thing is, again, the same as Yuki, I can't judge drivers after four years. Alonso kind of a strange one. I don't think he's been like, in qualifying, he's definitely under-delivered so far. I don't think he's been bad in the race. I think he's been all right. Yeah. I, like, like in terms of my expectation of Fernando, like yeah. he's he's overperformed compared to what I expected. Because he's underperformed he's... compared to me. Yeah, but yeah. I wouldn't say he's overrated now. No, no. I don't agree. Again, we need to see if he gets to the end of the year and he finishes 30, 40 points behind Ocon, different conversation. Maybe, maybe then. All right, next one. Not. From Andrew, thank you. Uh, Raikkon currently, interesting. What do you mean, Kimmy? Disagree. Right? Again, uh, it's not just what we've seen for the past four races. I really don't like that some people sometimes just, they look at the last race. Oh, he had a bad race. Overrated. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Over the past three, he was a race winner in 2018 and he's beaten Giovinazzi in every single season they've been teammates. I'm not saying he's out of this world amazing anymore because he's not. He's yeah. way out of his prime, but not overrated. He's, he, if he beats Giovinazzi, he still deserves a seat. I think I think Gio's got the measure of him at the moment. Yeah. But I, Kimi was the only person who made that one-stop work. He's the only one who gained positions who did a one-stop. So I think Kimi's yeah. still got a lot to offer right now, to be fair. James Hunt as well, B. Weird one. I find it, yeah, because that was kind of before my time, so I, I don't feel too... Exactly. I, I don't have enough knowledge to really comment. I wouldn't be able to 100% answer whether James Hunt is overrated, but from everything that I've seen from all of the research that I've done, he was a great driver before he came into Formula One. He really did. He, I mean, he did have a bit of a few crashes. He was, you know, what is it? Louder was, was definitely better. Yeah, but, but again, he's a one-time world champion, and that is where his skill lies. That I think one yeah. world championship is, so, is fair for him. Would I say he's overrated? Maybe it's the hype in terms of... Yeah. Know, Movie, his, his which, which is fair because that overrated that maybe that that yeah. that muddies people's perception of him as an actual driver because of all probably, the other yeah. stuff. So so maybe, maybe that is. I a, probably yeah. I maybe I agree with that. Fair actually, one. Yeah. Fair one. And final one, Ben Shaw Vettel straight away. He's gone with current Vettel. Brilliant before Germany. We've talked about that already. And then Hulkenberg never got a podium despite many chances that he always choked when he yeah. got the chance. Would have struggled. I, I mean, I, I think Hulkenberg was always, he was always going to be that driver. If I hadn't have gone for, like, in terms of all time, just someone at, who's considered right at the top, I'd say, yeah, someone who... Question. Question. That's difficult, Nico. Who's choked more, Vettel over the past three years or Hulkenberg in his career? Vettel. <laughs> Savage. No, I, I mean, think, yeah. I, he's had more to lose. He's had more to lose. Yeah, again, I totally, really uh, great picks. I like that actually that he, in terms of Vettel, he's mentioned what he's done over the past three years. Again, I like that because he's everything is in perspective. Yeah, Germany 2018, I think, looking back at history, he also crashed into the back of Alto Bottas in France before that, but no one ever mentions that. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, yeah, I agree. We've, we've kind of gone over this, haven't we? I mean, we yeah, have. Seb... A little bit overrated, I think, now, especially looking at the titles. But anyway, Hulkenberg is the big one, I think. Yes. I Solid. Like, the fact that he jumped into that racing point last year. 
and unbelievable. Put he's a, a P3 good driver. Qualifier. Oh, he's a great driver, by the way. Hulkenberg is like eight out of ten times. Mm. He is a trustworthy driver. He he could still do a good job right now if you know has to have a spare seat or something. I don't know. Um, but That'd yeah, nice. Hulkenberg is a great driver. His girlfriend's also Lithuanian, by the way. So that's <laughs> somehow, somehow I'm happy about that. Um, but yes, he has had so many chances at a podium. I remember Brazil 2012, he could have won that race. Uh, I think there was one in Baku in 2017, Germany 2018, mm. and he could just never get over the hump. And in the end, whilst I think that it might've been harsh to drop him, I think Renault, I mean, he didn't help himself, but he's still a great driver. Do not get me wrong. Still a great driver, still Mr. Like, and, and he was in conversations for that Red Bull seat. He I remember he, he he spoke about that afterwards, but I think Sergio was probably the right call. But yeah. um, Aldas, mate, I think we'll wrap it there. This is one's been fun. We've got on for a bit, this one, but yeah. I hope you've enjoyed Could it. Could have been an hour long, to be honest. Easy, easy. But yeah, thank you to everyone who's watched on YouTube and thank you to everyone who's listened on Spotify as well. Don't forget to drop a like on the video as well. It does help us out. Make sure you subscribe as well so you don't miss any content coming up down the line. It's been a pleasure. We'll see you on the next one.